0: 419511025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. It's a huge weekend of top flight action in store with Survival Saturday on the cards, then the small matter of Rangers v Celtic. Albion rover striker David Cox accuses an opposition player of taunting him about trying to take his own life And the championship ends tonight with playoff places at the top and bottom still to be decided I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. The game, like life in general, needs to distance
2: itself from the lowest forms of human behaviour I pass no judgement on any individual case, I simply offer David Cox my hope that he finds peace Now he's decided to quit football Meanwhile, we can't distance ourselves From the drama of it all As survival and salvation Dominate the weekend card I'm standing beside a man Who'll be at the centre of it all tomorrow When them bat play Clyde And then on Sunday A game that means absolutely nothing In terms of the Premiership Will mean absolutely everything To the supporters of Rangers and Celtic And Jim, we wouldn't have it any other
3: way no, I think that uh, you know it's always one of those weekends we, we seem to think that they're, they're, they're few and far between, and they just keep creeping up when we, when you least expect it. So another old firm derby this weekend. Um, the, you know the same debate will be out: Can Rangers remain unbeaten in the league campaign? Can Celtic be the first team um, to to get that victory and the first time they can win um, this season as well against their bitter rivals. As for all the other leagues, including League One, um, there's still an awful lot of things to be decided, but I have to congratulate Partick Thistle uh, on winning Division One. um, I think that uh, their timing was perfect. I think Ian McCall got his his team up to speed just at the right time, found a way to gold, uh, brought in Scott Tiffany, which was a terrific signing, and Stevie Bell, and uh, were the winners in Division One.
1: It has been an incredibly busy day in Scottish football So pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 No Twitter tonight remember Because here at Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are supporting the boycott of social media By the sporting community This weekend, no content on our Twitter feeds from 3pm today until 11.59pm on Monday, May the 3rd. But it is a phone-in after all, we'll have to go all old-fashioned on you tonight, 0141 951 1025. Pick up the phone, talk to us and let us know how you're feeling either about today's news stories or about an unbelievably big weekend of Scottish football coming up, we would be delighted To talk to you I mean Hugh Seriously Everywhere you look They call it the business end of the season For good reason Of course The the bragging right side of it Will occupy many minds In this city Come Sunday But tomorrow At the bottom of The Premiership Tonight in the Championship With various things still to be And and a word for Jim Duffy Who is very much At the business end of the season Mm -hmm. And looks like He's not got a care in the world Relaxed Swanned in here Happy just to go about his business For the next two hours He's the definition of Being round the block Mm -hmm. Once or twice Uh, And
2: that's where it all Gets very personal And uh, It's a real strain On the nerves I've known Jim Duffy For decades And I'm checking With the Bartlett score Furiously Every midweek And at the weekend To make sure that They are edging Towards safety But tomorrow He's playing Danny Lenn I like Danny An awful lot You're caught Between a rock And a hard place But when push gets the shove Using every cliche in the book here mm-hmm. I hope Duff wins it And <laughs> I, 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 Until
1: a couple of weeks ago You had the same hairdo as Danny Lennon as well yeah. Until you got it chopped So I, wonder, I wondered if you were trying to morph into him But anyway 01419511025 on the phones Please let's hear from you Some really really important stuff to get through Between now and 8 o'clock This is Glasgow and the West In case you hadn't noticed And it seems... Fairly obvious that we would start by hearing from the two camps ahead of the game on Sunday. you waited all week to hear from Stephen Gerrard and John Kennedy. So let's hear from them and then let's get your verdict on the phone, please. It's all about interesting team news, really, because Stephen Gerrard says Jack Simpson will come in for just his second ever start for the club on Sunday, confirming Philippe Hillander and Scott Arfield's seasons are over.
2: So we won't have Phil Olander, Um Probably for the remainder of the season. Same goes for for Scott Arfield. So with a little bit light at centre back and with a little light in, in midfield. And uh, that's the team news um from, from St Johnson. Uh, Scott's in the ankle area and Phil's is in his knee area in terms of the the physio and the doctor uh, diagnosis on them. I'm still waiting for certain information and scan results. But that's the situation that we're facing at the moment. Let's just
4: check that Liam Balligan's still out then in terms of your centre-back. Does that mean...
3: Yeah, that he, he, he's out as well.
1: He's out. So is that Jack coming in then for Sunday? Unless I'm going to play centre-back myself. <laughs> this is unlikely. This is unlikely. So, Jack Simpson in for Rangers. And what about Celtic? James Forrest will be back, according to John Kennedy. He's missed the last two games after a setback on his injury return And John Kennedy's hoping he's also going to be in Stevie
5: Clark's plans for the Euros. When you've been out for a a number of months coming back in, you know, these little kind of niggles can happen. So it was nothing too serious. And it was something we could manage quite easily, you know, in-house. So he got over that quite quickly. He's been back on the pitch, both between rehab and then now training with the team. So hopefully he picks up where he he left off. I think if Steve's watched us, he'll he'll have identified that, you know, when James came back in, he was looking sharp and he was looking like his old self. He's a very minor setback. He's missed two games, you know, but he's back fit again, and there's no there's no worries with him going forward again. And in terms of for, for Scotland, he's been a big player, you know, in big moments for Scotland over the years, and he's certainly the type of attacking and creative player that you know you would you would like to have in your group. So uh, I'm pretty sure Steve will be keen to obviously consider James for the, the Euros.
2: In terms of the team news, it's brighter for Celtic than it is for Rangers. In terms of the game itself on Sunday. Uh, I don't think it uh, really impacts that badly on Rangers. They can bring in Jack Simpson, there Goldson there who's missed uh, no games at all this season and has been a rock for Rangers defensively. Uh, James Forrest will be a welcome addition to the squad for John Kennedy. But as I say, in terms of the game itself, I still think that Rangers are favourites.
1: Okay, 01419511025 Get all your pre-match thoughts in, please. Let's kick off with Jim, who is a Celtic fan in Shalons. What's your point tonight, Jim?
6: Yes, uh, I was on uh, uh, just before the last Old Firm game. Um, as I say, as you said, there uh, myself. Uh, uh, I still think Rangers will win on Sunday, but I would like to ask the panel: Do you think uh, John Kenny's going to bottle? To play Lee Griffiths
1: from the start What makes you think it's about Bottle though, Jim? What, what, why is it about Bottle?
6: Um, well, I think he's the only player that he's, he's not tried up for a long time With Edward And I think Edward needs him And he plays better with Edward and all Jim? But,
3: yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, it's, I think it's a, it's a good shout to play Lee Griffiths uh, I have to honest with you, but Listen, you know, there's been several managers over the years for one reason or another. You know, Lee Griffiths just cannot seem to, you know, re-establish himself from that, you know, early period that Celtic was, it was an automatic fixture. But since Dembele's come in and then Edward's come in, Lee Griffiths always seems to be the one on the uh, periphery. But, uh, you know, in a game like this, yeah, I, I, I'm with Jim. I think that Edward does look better with a partner. I think he's a he's the type of guy that... Uh, you know, that workload shares, I think, and, and I think Griffiths is the ideal partner because he's the one that wants to play up a little bit uh, on the shoulder. Young Jack Simpson, as is, is, is Stephen Jarrell just mentioned, going to come in, um, you know, so he's inexperienced. So, yeah, I, I would have think that would be a good shoot. But again, he would then have to look at the shape of the team. He won't just go and play a straight 4 4 2, I don't think, if he, particularly if Forrest is fit. So, if he has the diamond, uh, then he could afford the two strikers. And if he sticks with the diamond, then, yeah, I would say, yeah, get Mm. Griffiths and Edward up top because I think that's a formidable partnership.
1: I mean, Hugh, you've already blown apart the suggestion that there's such a thing as a meaningless fixture. And, And you're talking big picture, but let's even look at some of those individuals how can it be meaningless To James Forrest Who might or might not Put in the performance That convinces Stevie Clark He goes to the Euros oh. How can it be meaningless For Jack Simpson Who is going to make Only his second start And by the way In case he hasn't realised The way we operate in Glasgow Will very much be judged On how oh, on yeah. how he does and, and what that means For his chances Of being a, a Rangers regular Going forward So there are storylines Everywhere there You get roughly half an hour As a Rangers or Celtic player <laughs> uh, You know As long as you don't make a mistake
3: In the first half you, <laughs> Correct
2: yeah. um, I agree with you Gordon I don't think it's a case of bottle Where John Kennedy is concerned John Kennedy is watching Lee Griffith Day in, day out at Lennox Town Uh, He, in Celtic's last league game at Petaudry Came on, scored that belated equaliser Uh, But that's how he's been used recently In a sparing kind of way Uh, His numbers, as they say uh, Over the last few seasons have not been great However, if John Kennedy sees in Lee Griffiths A real goal threat for Sunday Then he won't bottle it He'll do what he thinks is best for Celtic My concern is Edward I don't think that Edward's head Is totally in it with Celtic And as he approaches The final three games of his Celtic career uh, I'm not sure that he looks the same player That he has been for Celtic And I admit that he has set Very, very high standards But John Kennedy, I am sure will understand that, that the game means a lot to the Celtic fans and that he will pick the side that he truly believes
1: is the best one to start the match. Jim, given that the last couple of meetings have been mostly about missed chances for Celtic and, and weakness in the other box perhaps, what what makes you think that the, the tide can't be turned this time? You, you're kind of writing your own team off. Definitely no, no chance. No, because I
6: think Rangers can reach Celtic right away. Rangers press forward. Celtic are slow coming out from the back. And Rangers get settled in by that time. Uh, The only way I think Celtic ever scored a goal or attempted is where a player like Griffiths... I mean, Griffiths come on, as you said, against Aberdeen and scored a goal. Well, why no game 60 minutes? I mean, as everybody's saying, apart from the fans there's no much there's no nothing to stake but pride but Griffiths is the only player I can see I mean put it this way there's players in that park going to be playing Sunday that don't want to play for the jerseys I know I've gone back the way but that's what Neil Lennon says and John Kennedy's playing the same players now Griffiths is a player that will play for the jersey as I say again give him 60 minutes
1: with Edward and see what happens I mean to be fair Without covering too much old ground, there will be Celtic fans out there, and you can feel free to phone in, who who would suggest that there have been times where. Lee Griffith's professional commitment to Celtic Hasn't been there And hasn't been able to play for yeah. the jersey
3: Yeah, I mean uh, Jim mentioned that Neil Lennon said was players going But he also questioned uh, Lee Griffith's fitness In uh, more than one occasion uh, Over the last couple of seasons So Listen, you know Griffiths is a fantastic finisher uh, His goal against Aberdeen Was just typical You know, just gets on the blind side yep. You know, and a great header Back across the goal You know, textbook striker He's, a, he's an outstanding centre forward and, and I think, as I said, uh, Edward would be better with him. But again, it's all down to the shape of the team. You know, it's uh, you're
1: sacrificing someone else yeah, and, and, and changing uh, and, the shape, aren't and, you?
3: And, and listening to to John Candy would suggest would seem that James Forrest would definitely come mm. in. Oh. So unless he plays at the top of the diamond with the two strikers,
1: and then where does that leave uh, David Tumble, who's tumble going to be one of the first yeah. games?
3: So there's a, there's a a lot, and, and if he plays Forrest in the wide area and goes like a four two three one or a four three three then I can't see Griffith starting it, but as I said, it's it's all about opinion, and Jim, Jim's just giving us his.
1: Thank you, Jim. Let's bring in Colin, who's a Rangers fan in Irvine. What's on your mind this week as a Rangers fan, Colin?
7: Hi there, guys. Uh, as far as uh, the, the game goes against Selkie, I think we'll destroy them, uh, if, if we're even at 40%, to be honest with you. Um there's a chance we might not be 100% in the last few games we haven't been, but I think even 40% will, will absolutely
1: annihilate them. There hasn't really been an, an annihilation in there this season, though, has there, Colin? Why do you think that is, and what makes you think tomorrow will be different? Well,
7: that's what I'm saying. If they're 100%, they will. I feel as if it's been so easy for us this season with Celtic because they're so poor that we have had to operate at our best, whereas we've operated, I would say, at our best in Europe. If we'd played the way we have in Europe against Celtic, you'd be talking five or six, to be honest with you. But we haven't done that. Um, For what reason, I don't know. But there you go. That's just the way I see it. The other point I was wanting to make when I uh, I was speaking to your guy was about all the criticism I've heard of Stephen Gerrard to do with the Scottish Cup. So what I'd like to say is, basically, you offer me 20 Scottish Cups over one league, you know what I'm taking. And that'll be the same for the Celtic fans. That is just the way it is It might be moronic To the press Even ex-footballers I respect their opinions But All that matters to Rangers And Celtic fans When it comes to it Is the league It's like getting a birthday You get the main present And then if you like the cake Fair enough If you don't You dish it out to everybody else
1: I wonder though Colin You mentioned you know As if you know It's just the press Just don't get this And ex-players Just don't get this I wonder if the One guy that you might need To convince is Steven Gerrard because he's the one that spoke about one trophy and nine not being good enough. So I wonder if he would agree with you.
7: you no, know, I get that, right? But we're talking about fans here. The fans have been, there will certain fans, I would say they're masquerading as Rangers fans, owning up, slaughtering Steven Gerrard. I just don't get it. I respect that professional footballers have a different opinion. But for the people that count, which is the Rangers fans, we are on cloud nine, or should I say 10? Because... What that Stephen Gerrard has done this season is unquantifiable. And to build that team over a couple of seasons with, let's face it, pretty much unheard of players with some good scouting. To get us to this point, I would say we're only at level one. We've won the league now, we've got that experience. I'd say he's still in the early stages. And I think next year this team will push on again. And then we might start seeing doubles and you know, trebles and all the rest of it but I'm actually no
1: bothered about that But well, why, why can you not Why are Rangers fans not allowed to do both things at once, Colin? Why are they not allowed to be absolutely delirious about winning the league But also just want more And want to show that they're really the, the domestic force And think that there was a real opportunity there to go on and win the Scottish Cup Why are you not allowed to do both those things at once?
7: You are, but To try and explain our mentality, right? And probably the majority of Celtic fans, right? See when you lose the league It feels like you're going nearly two years of misery. See, when you lose a cup, it's a couple of days. The week is all Mm. that
2: counts to us. This whole season, uh, we take ourselves back to July into August. This whole season was about one thing. The winning of or the losing of 10 nero. So Colin is right to that extent Where Colin gets himself haywire Is when he talks about Rangers fans Who are masquerading as Rangers fans If they do not believe what Colin believes I think there was severe irritation Last Sunday night On the part of many Rangers supporters Because they they wanted The league presentation on the 15th of May And the following weekend They wanted to win the Scottish Cup What a lovely week that would have been For a group of supporters Who have 10 years of misery so There was irritation 10 in a row was the most important thing And as you say It is
1: possible to deal with both situations Simultaneously The strange thing is Jim I'm, I'm, I've I'm, not heard anyone who says that the league wasn't a priority mm-hmm. Every single person has mm-hmm. said that I also haven't really Colin uses the word slaughter mm-hmm. I'm not sure Stephen Gerrard's been slaughtered It's mm-hmm. just It's staring you in the face If you're a fan of Celtic or Rangers You want to win everything Rangers had a great opportunity To add something to the league And they passed it up
3: Yeah, I mean obviously Beating Celtic in the last round You know, I mean Made them huge favourites And rightfully so And with the players that Rangers have At their disposal They should have won the cup uh, Comprehensively Absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever So to lose to St Johnson At home um, you, you're going to get criticised Whether you're Stephen Gerrard or not You're the Rangers manager it Doesn't matter who the Rangers manager They should be expected to be And should have been. And,
1: and again him. He, w- he yeah. was critical of it yeah. This is not all these Big bad outsiders mm. Who want to kick Rangers He's, yeah. he's critical it's of the fact That he thinks someone, they should have done better
3: as, as Hugh said As Colin said You know uh, Listen Everyone knew that the priority Will and always is The, the title Absolutely Absolutely um, you know, and we understand that, but that doesn't mean that you're not that you're immune from criticism if you don't do, um, you know, well in the cups, and particularly as I said to you, not winning him, and you know, and I think that's a thing for. I mean, it was a, an outstanding chance for for Rangers to finish the season with a double, and and I don't think anyone could deny that.
1: So it's going to be a doing this weekend, Colin.
7: Oh, definitely. But just to come back on that, a quick one. What I was trying to say was, the mentality of our fans is different to ex-professionals
2: professional footballs and you guys the press right no but you said always, that, you said that fans Rangers fans who said that, that, that they were annoyed by the cup result were masquerading as Rangers fans
7: I don't believe they were Rangers fans there was a the guy on the other night <laughs> well it was the 27th sorry and he said that basically we'll never match Celtic's benchmark I mean I'm not jumping about in a time machine packing statistics here, there and everywhere Because I lost in the Scottish Cup
1: I think the point was Colin And talk about being selective it, The point was Maybe we should stop being obsessed I remember the call about Trebles and quadruple trebles Maybe it shouldn't always be Compared to that um, But you, you, you've said it yourself Maybe we just will never understand you Colin 01419511025 We're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard And John Kennedy next You yeah.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard.
1: Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here. Pick up the phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Remember, no social media for us and many others this weekend. So it'll have to be old school on the phones. 0141 951 1025. We are building up to the big game on Sunday between Rangers and Celtic There's so much more to happen between now and then of course So if you've got anything else on your mind Do pick up that phone John Kennedy wants his players to be ruthless at Ibrox And end Rangers hopes of an unbeaten premiership campaign
5: It's not something we want to be attached to Or we, we want to happen And we always you always get judged against Rangers You always get judged against your, your biggest rivals So again we've not been good enough in the, the games recently uh, This season because of uh, as I said, I think performance-wise and, you know, the last three especially, there's not been a lot in the games in terms of general play, but Rangers are taking the big chances. They've taken the chances in the game and we haven't. So that's been the deciding factors um, and we have to change that, you know, and certainly using Grunetti Sunday, that's where we want to change. You know, general play, fine, attack the game with the same same uh, manner, but when we create our big moments, we've got to be more ruthless, you know, and ultimately Celtic, you have to do that and that's why we've been successful over the years, because you know we know how to win games We go in with a confidence That when we create three chances We score two of them In these big moments So that's where we've come off this year We've not been quite as clinical um, And it's something we have to fix going forward
1: Right let's bring in Mark As a Celtic fan And see what he's thinking tonight Hi Mark Hi Gordon Hello you. Tim, how are you oh, Good thanks,
8: thanks. So, I've got a couple of wee points But I'll, I'll start with John Kennedy I think John Kennedy should um, I've heard that he's, I've seen that he's maybe moving up the stairs Gordon I think John should just ties the Celtic for himself And see if he can do anything else Elsewhere before maybe get a chance To come back to Celtic in Years to come mm. I really think he's uh, Just on the shut tails now Celtic I think he's, really, he's got to leave Celtic I don't know what the lads think about that
1: To be fair he knocked that on the head today Mark We saw the story and it came up on the show Talking about know, a potential you know, could he be football. the director of football? And it is some it's a, it's the type of role that Celtic had considered him for uh-huh. in the past, Hugh. He knocked it on the head today. What do you make of that and and Mark's general point about maybe time to To go and, and, and potentially even come back stronger at, at another time? Um I think that Celtic would rather John Kennedy stayed at the club.
2: I think that people who have been at the club, like Brendan Rogers, who have spoken so highly of John Kennedy, uh should be listened to. Um but for some reason, 99% of the callers here who support Celtic do not have a kind word for John Kerry. Um, I'd love to hear from a caller who thinks he should stay and give us the reason why. Um, why do you,
8: you think you're sorry for... I mean, well, every Celtic caller that comes in, I hear you all the time saying that. It's an, it's, it's an opinion. But your opinion, you think no, we're, we're having a go. It's, we're not having a go. He, you've got to remember that he was the Celtic number two. Be no Lennon
2: uh-huh.
8: And what happened there?
2: Uh, so why every uh, time
8: something happens John Kennedy is going to be kept at Celtic I don't get it
2: What happened there? He's part and parcel
8: of what happened there this season also, He was there He number two Also part and parcel so of a quadruple treble I'm talking about now What happened right now What happened this season He's part of it And he's still there That's, that, that's my opinion Why
2: well, my belief is that the club want him to be there, and my belief is that if Eddie House coming in, uh, the club would still want him to be there as part of the Eddie House structure. Uh, I think clubs. I know that.
8: That's why I'm saying. Then I think, in well, my opinion, obviously, that he should leave and go and try somewhere else, as I just said there, and then come back but to Celtic but years but to come if that happens for him, because I just think that he's just holding on to whatever he can grasp at Celtic.
2: I think that's slightly unfair. I mean, you speak of him as if he had absolutely nothing to offer. He should try somewhere
1: else to see if he can suddenly find himself. I I don't think Mark's saying he had nothing to offer. He just thinks now, you know, that now the time is right to to part ways, which is not that controversial a thought process, is it? Celtic for me need continuity. I I, I keep saying if about
2: Eddie Howe because until such time as Eddie Howe's standing with a Celtic scarf above his head for press photographers, then. It hasn't happened. Uh, I think Eddie Howe, and he may well have uh, backroom plans, people who are at Bournemouth coming to join him here, I understand all of that. However, I think he needs a, a certain amount of continuity. He needs someone who has been associated with Celtic in good times and bad. I, I, you know, you can't distance John Kennedy from what happened this season. But I think John Kennedy would be part of. The continuity that Eddie Howe might need.
3: I, I think John should go and, and, and educate himself. That's me personally. As a coach, as doesn't matter as a coach, a manager doesn't matter what as. If you only know one way of working, which is Celtic's way of working, then you know how how do you how do you you know develop um you know as a coach. So I, I personally think that um, it's maybe time for for John to. if a new manager comes in and if he brings his own staff with him, yeah, I mean Hugh can. As you can say about the continuity aspect. I get some of that, but but to me, if if whether it's Eddie Howe or anybody else, it comes in. You know, I think it's important they bring their own people with them. I, I also think that perhaps it's important to bring someone that knows Scottish football is part of that. But that's that would be that person's call because I think Stephen Gerrard found that the first couple of years a learning curve because no one they were going to places like Ten Castle, like and it was a wee, a wee bit a bit a culture shock at times. So I think that someone who can give you an insight. Um, and yeah, into the you know the how you how you're expected or how you'll be welcomed or unwelcomed at these places, then um, you know we would we, would give someone that information. But I think it's it's maybe at the end of the season if if um, John Candy has a decision. I think, mm. as I say, because he's had that taste of management, I said this year a couple of weeks ago. Gordon, I think that that will stay with him. I think mm. he want more of that, and I, I I genuinely think he'll look to move on.
1: Our previous Celtic caller Mark was fairly pessimistic about the weekend. Are you feeling more optimistic, or are you along the same lines? Well,
8: we've played, we've played well Gordon, the games, but he just can't finish. So that, that was my next point about Odds uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't think, I'd be on the bench in Sunday. I would just try other players and positions in Sunday to see. What, but we've, we know what we've got. But the lads' um, times up at Celtic. You can just tell. Uh, that's that's the end of him, you know. So the last the last game we played against Rangers was just, I mean, unbelievable. But I think the lads on the bench for me, Sunday.
1: So is he is he so is he so out of form, Mark? That Celtic have a better chance with him not in the team. Yes.
2: Well, Mark and I have found something we agree upon because as I said to the first Celtic supporter. It's not Lee Griffiths That you have to concern yourself with It's uh it's and So
1: again would you go that far That Celtic have got a better chance Of winning this game If they leave Odds Edward out
2: I don't think he's shown Anything for a, a while now uh, And if his head's still in that place Better off leaving him on the bench really?
3: I'd be throwing the gauntlet To Odds and Ed, uh, Edward And saying to him This is your last chance To make a big impact As a Celtic player it doesn't matter what he does in the next couple of games after that. This is the game that you know he could well be remembered for. Mm. So I, I would be throwing the gauntlet down and saying, "Listen, this is this is your opportunity." It, it, it won't it won't sell him somewhere because I think people have already made decisions on that. But I, I think it will help his reputation if he can manage to go. Mm. Uh, with a bang is So it, for me I, I I would be really getting inside his head Saying you are such an important Big player for us This is when we need you
1: Is there not a bit of this Mark That, that is about fine margins Look I can't pretend he's been good In, in those last games I wouldn't go that far But to, You know For instance If Alan McGregor just Dives the other way at the penalty And it, you know We're maybe not having this discussion If Alan McGregor isn't at, On quite as good form as he was Maybe Odds and Edward Gets a couple of goals And yeah the overall performance level Isn't great but i I, I'm, I just feel like to go as far as to say that Celtic've got a better chance without him seems like quite a fall from grace for him, does it not?
8: But look it's looking like playing Gordon. I mean, you know, it's I know it's, I know what you're saying. if he does play then I would be playing two up front then I would go with Giftsman
1: What else do you do though? I mean, how do you how do you come up with that? Because as Jim was pointing out earlier, that is that going back to the diamond? If that's the case, is Forrest playing on, on the right of a diamond? If it's not Then who you know? Who else Are you leaving out To get both those guys in
8: yeah, well, I don't I, I know it's, it's a hard one But mm. I really feel To give the Rangers Are playing the, the The lad as well now Obviously with the Rangers Jack Simpson. So yep. I, would, I would Have a right go At the two at the back
1: Okay we'll leave it there Mark Thank you Let's bring in Barry Who's a Rangers fan From Aberdeen Barry what's your point tonight Hey guys um, We've
4: got two main points First one is a lot has been made about our recruitment this season compared to Celtics, but I don't actually think ours has been that great. Like, Roof and Balogun have looked good in spells, but they don't seem to be able to play more than two games in a row. And it hasn't really done anything. Uh, so I don't think it's that being that great. And the
1: uh, second point is... Let's deal, with Let's deal with that first, Barry, because I, I kind of get where you're coming from in the sense that when, you know, when the when the prizes are given out It will be to Rangers players who've been there before It'll be Alan McGregor, Conor Goldson, James Tavernier And it's what Rangers have got out of them That has been the the real success But if, What about this idea of having two two players for every position I know you're saying they've maybe dipped off a bit But Leon Balgan's come in and did a really important job Has he not? And, and Kamal Roof scored important goals at, at the start So has it not all fed into just having a much stronger squad Than Rangers previously had?
4: Yeah, but it could have been a lot stronger if they got players who were going to be, like, going to play more games. Because they just seem to be constantly injured.
1: Yeah, but again, Balogun doesn't need yeah. to play more games because the rest are there.
3: Yeah, I'm listen, they all added, they all added to the tally of points. And that's the bottom line. It's Rangers' defensive record is immense. And Balogun was part of that So in the games where Holander was injured And Katish got injured Obviously early on Then Balogun went in there And Rangers didn't look any different Still looked solid as a rock and Then you've had Mareles who's had Real dips in form And also changed the way he plays And Rufus went in and scored You know a, a reasonable number of goals at good times Helping Rangers to win the points, which accumulated again to the to the points differential they've got
1: now, which is huge. I and mean, I think they've won it. I mean, so, they've won it at a canter, so yeah. it's hard to be so too. You, you'll
3: get you'll get players, that, and again, yeah, they have had injuries, and yeah, I think I think Kemal Roof came we a, a wee bit of a yeah. back, yeah. then. and that's the reason why I think part of the reason why <laughs> Rangers might get an opportunity to sign him. But you know, again, it's it's not just this season; they'll be looking to to add strengthen.
1: And develop players Over next season The point I was going to make There Hugh, You know If you were to pick out A couple of key games Remember that Motherwell game At home Where they were mm-hmm. They were behind For quite some time You know I think it was Kamar Roof Who yeah. was, the, was the main man In getting them the victory That day So Barry's right Maybe not played every week And been sparkling But over the piece uh, Over the piece uh, I think
2: Barry Has been exceptionally picky To say that uh, Recruitment has not been As good as It's been cracked up to be uh, I think it has been Very good And that uh, the, the two players From every position That uh, Stephen Gerrard Wants to have He's just about there now uh, I sometimes wonder If points like that Are made slightly Tongue in cheek Because Celtic's recruitment Has been so awful
3: I think sometimes as well That uh you know, recruitment is not always about who starts the games. So it's it's about the squad, the depth. No, but it's also about lifting those other players, as I mentioned. So, for instance, Stephen Davis has been exceptional. See, Goldson has been exceptional. You know, Baric has been so c- consistent, so on and so forth. So, the players behind them are pushing the standards higher. So, sometimes if you've not got top players behind you, which Rangers have struggled over the last couple of seasons, but now they've got, they've got better quality. You know, players pushing those other players in front, which which. Keeps his standard high, so that's the reason why it's only now that Rangers have had a
1: little dip. You want to come back in, Barry? Uh,
4: yeah. So I um, maybe it's just been a typical grumpy Scott never happy. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so the second point was that our drop off, I blame partly on the players, but also partly on Gerard. Because Scott Wright, whenever he's come in, he's looked hungry, he's looked eager, but he keeps getting dropped for likes so of Roof and Hadji, who. We've been off the boil for months. Like ever since Celtic had their horrendous month in November, we've only had like sporadic games where we've been on form. We've never had
1: like a run like we did before. Would you start Scott Wright on Sunday? I would, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that this yeah. week, Jim.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I've said the last time I thought he might he might start the, you know the game and that, and again, um, I think uh, you know why not? I mean. I mean, Haji has been inconsistent, I think. I mean, it would still have Kent, but whether it's we uh, we with, with Scott Wright, um, then yeah, I would definitely, I think he gives Rangers something different. As I said, he's, he's impressed since he's went in and, you know, it pleasantly surprised me because I thought he would take at least um, you know what? Uh, six months before he would really try and um, push those other players for a starting berth, but I, but I think he's done well, the boy, and I would definitely think um, he would be a he'd be a, a good option to start the game on uh, on the weekend.
1: Hugh, I just can't stop thinking how annoyed Colin is going to be at Barry. Yeah, he's masquerading <laughs> as a Rangers fan, Barry. Uh,
2: but one of the characteristics of uh, Stephen Gerrard in the Rangers job is that he has made players better, uh, and. He's made Scott Wright better um, When he came From Aberdeen
1: Again Found it hard to get game time He'd probably credit The, the staff with that as well Because he's, there's been a physical yeah. Improvement And bulked up in that He's also time.
3: playing with better players Yeah <laughs>
2: But He's now at a stage where If Scott Wright started the match on Sunday No one's going to say Why are you doing that Hmm
1: Okay Barry we'll leave it there 01419511025 Perfect time to call really Because it means you could be up next After the travel with Stephen
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Let's go straight back to the phones Hugh Kevins and Jim Duffy are here So let's bring in Frank on the line And see what he makes of it from a Celtic point of view tonight Take it away Frank
4: Hi right, good
9: evening, Jenny you Hope you're all well, Thank
10: you. Um yeah, I think it was yourself asked the question, God, and uh, if there's any Celtic fans that would keep John Kennedy at the club. Um, I would, so I'm probably infused one percent. and the reason why is not sympathy, not because a previous cross said he's hanging on, because of Eric it. John Kennedy is a very well respected football coach, not just by those inside Celtic Park, but by previous managers who started the revolution of the quadruple travel i.e. Brendan Bergers. Um, Damien Duff said John Kennedy was one of the best coaches he ever came across and that man has worked with some brilliant people in the Premier League the players clearly respect him um, and I also feel that he's, he really handled himself well with his st- stepping up into the manager role yes with a couple of Poorer results than we probably wanted, more so the, the cup match at Ibrox But actually I actually think he handled himself well, I think he talks well in the media. And more importantly, Celtic went through the biggest player change that I can remember, and I'm 45. I don't think there's been a bigger change in playing squad coming, which um, I think was covered in the show last night when Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson were trying to count in one hand for any players that would be left, and I think they got 2 3. If you then get rid of the whole backroom squad as well, um, you're bringing, um, you're leaving them behind. John Kennedy could help if it an Eddie Howe or anybody else could help that transformation massively because he knows the club, the structure. He knows every Nick and cranny of Lennox Town. He knows everything about Scottish football. He knows how strong Rangers have got. He knows their strengths, their weaknesses. And every other football team. So I think it'd be a bit of a, a real to keep him at the club. And I, I think he's something that we should keep personally.
1: You've got to admire. I mean, look, it, it takes real bottle to come on this phone and agree with Hugh Keevens. Mm. Correct. And, and out yourself like that. I, to I the commend nation. Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think
2: Frank's right. Uh, be, for this reason, Gordon, we know about the player exodus that's coming up at Celtic Park. All those who come back to the parent club, all those who will be sold. Uh, if you remove the backroom staff in totality as well, Eddie Howe will be walking into a place that's a ghost town. Uh, I, I think that John Kennedy and I'd like to point out that I am in no way related to the Kennedy family. <laughs> we 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 simply have a press man football person relationship, but John Kennedy has something to offer I believe he has something to offer Celtic and I believe that was recognised and acknowledged by as Frank said um, the Damien Duffs of this world and the Brendan Rodgers of this world and I think if Eddie Howe is the one coming in with a backroom staff that Eddie Howe has picked from Mm. his time down south I think John Kennedy would provide a bridge between where they've been and where they've arrived at
1: What are you thinking ahead of the game this weekend Frank? Um, it's
10: a strange one because for all the disaster of the season has been, actually, the last two or three games, we've actually played pretty decent against Rangers and for the majority of the game without being clinical. Um, I totally disagree with the last caller, um, not the the Rangers fan, or a Celtic fan. I almost was chuckling away at myself that a Celtic fan comes on and says um, we'd be a better team without Odson Edwards. I mean, my God, that's how crazy we're getting. The, the, the guy. Has missed some chances in the last couple of games. Yes, at times he looks a bit off the boil, but he, he's he's head and shoulders, Celtics best striker, by a mile. I think even Chris Boyd recognised that yesterday. He'd have him in the SPL Team of the Year. You take Godson Edward out of the team, you're then relying on a, an unreliable Lee Griffiths, um, who, yes, scored an equaliser in the last head of the ball against Aberdeen uh, and is a good player to have off the bench, but all day long you start Godson Edward. Um, I'd like to think that the players are up for it and they give um, their second greatest captain in my eye, Scott Brown, a great send-off. It'd be great. It'd be a, a nice end to you. what has been a disaster this season if we can go to highbrooks and manage to, to to win. I think it'll be hard. Rangers are a, a tough team, very well organised. and I, 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 The more I'm thinking of it, I think we could snatch a 2-1 victory.
1: Still a lot To look forward to Regardless of it being A a so called Dead rubber If there is such a thing Thank you to Frank On the line What a night it is In the Championship I'm not even going to try And give you all the permutations Because I'll send you to sleep But what you need to know Is that Wraith Rovers Dundee and Dunfermline They're all in in the the Playoff places But of course They're jostling for position Because you want to give yourself The easiest Possible route So Wraith Rovers uh, They're playing at home to Hearts tonight. Hearts are already champions, of course. If Wraith win, it's guaranteed second for them, and that gives them a bit of a rest, a bit of an easier route through the playoffs. Dundee would then have to play them firmly, in whichever order they finish, to then take on Wraith, to then take on the team that finishes bottom of the top flight. And then, at the bottom... Second bottom. Second bottom, sorry. You're, you're right, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, down at the bottom of the championship again, Alwa already down, but Morton, Ayer, and are both... Only one point separating them Morton and level Leveling points are both One point better off So are both play Morton tonight And um Eyre are in there as well And they take on Inverness Up there in the Highlands So I think it's, it's only
3: one goal I think between the two It's going to as be as well. an
1: Unbelievable <laughs> night It is the business end Of the season And with that Partick Thistle, congratulations to everyone involved winning the League One title and in some style last night a convincing victory at home to Falkirk. Here's what Ian McCall had to say: I met you in the supermarket
11: and you know how I've been feeling. So now's not the time to talk about it. I'm just delighted for for Jackie and all the all our supporters. I just said there, you know, it's no, it's no Scottish Cup, it's no League Cup, 21 and 71, but at least it's a trophy for them. So I'm very very proud of the players and and it's a good birthday present for my mum who's 87 today.
1: Happy birthday, yesterday, to Ian McCall's mum. Let's bring in Ian, who's a Partick fan from Hillhead. Sum up your feelings after last night, Ian.
12: Yeah, no, no, I'm delighted. To, thanks very much for taking the call. I, no, I'm delighted to phone in tonight just to to congratulate everyone associated with the, with the club. I mean, it's been a it's been a really difficult year for us, and with everything that happened, to us with the vote and all of that. And I'm, and I'm glad that we can draw a line on this in the sand and move on from that. We'll never forget it, but but we can move on with it. And I'd just like to congratulate everyone at the club. I think the value of having an experienced manager like Ian McCall has has really told for us, you know, what he's overcome this season. I mean, the the first half of the season, we had a tremendous number of injuries and and I think that would have destroyed a younger and experienced manager. And I always had a belief that Ian McCall, Alan Archibald, Neil Scully, having an experienced management team is a really underrated quality. And, I kind of contrast with what's happened at Falkirk because Falkirk, you know, have really imploded and, and I hope Gary Holt gets Falkirk up because, you know, I think Falkirk got badly dealt with uh, last season as well. So I wish them all the best. But I think the value of experience is, is underrated and I'm sure Jim Duffy would sit there and agree with me and I hope obviously he gets the result he needs tomorrow. But 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 that, 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 that experience uh, has really dug us through what has been a, a tremendously difficult period because... There was moments in this season when I didn't think we would get up, but I'm delighted that we've been able to get promoted by playing football on the pitch. And the other thing I would say, and you, you just spoke about the championship, but I've been really surprised by the quality of football that's played in, in in the league that we're in, and and I'm sure Jim would agree with that. But but I think we underestimate and we focus too much on the, on the top leagues in Scotland and. Uh, and, and 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 there was no game this season that I went into thinking that we'd uh like right
3: to
1: win it. Yeah. yeah, let's put some of those points to the guys. Uh, Jim, what do you make of, of Ian's thoughts about you know kind of League One in, in general and, and what yeah. Thistle have done and Falkirk and all the rest? You well, know,
3: ironically, the easiest game was, certainly in terms <laughs> yeah. of the result was That's the nice. one that was the most important one to beat Falkirk, which no one would have foreseen a five five nothing win. So the, 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 you know, as I said before, the, the timing was perfect To Thistle um, since the the, the, the restart. Um, have been immense, you know, tight at the back and, and scoring plenty of goals. As I said, and I think uh, recruitment, we spoke about that earlier on, as I said to Ian, Ian brought in a few players uh, in that period and, you know, they've all been uh, a success. So from that point of view, um, terrific. I think I agree with Ian's point in saying that Ian McCall and, and Alan Archibald, Neil Scully, that, that kind of experience, he's right. You know, they they started a little bit, um, you know, flat, uh, maybe, you know, s- you know just... Uh, some stuff lingering from the season before, um, but they managed to overcome that. And I think an experienced manager does help in that situation. But you've got to have good players, and Thistle did have good mm-hmm. players. I think that they were always going to be there or thereabouts, and it was just a case of whether he could go on that run, which they managed to do. Right. But the football is good. I mean, like, a Cove are a very, very good side. I mean, Paul Hartley's got them playing some terrific football. I said, I think in, you know, on their day, there's a number of Montrose mm-hmm. that are a very good football side. So, listen, there is, but, but we understand uh, uh, in the world of football. You've got to go up the ladder to to get that profile And um, thankfully Thistle will now get the other chance in the Championship Ian's point about Ian McCall holding his
2: nerve uh, Is well made Because last 11 matches 7 wins, 4 draws That's when you really want to Mm. come with a run What about uh, that
1: bigger picture as well? It's not gone unnoticed The the, the victims of last season if you like um, Hearts bouncing straight back up Partick Thistle bouncing straight back up I always believe
2: That a team with a cause Is a dangerous team And that These clubs have had a, a sense of grievance And they've nursed That sense of grievance For 13 months And now it's payback time
0: Beat the pundit With
2: the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Ian great to speak to you Congratulations once again Hope you Enjoy your weekend Right you can enjoy your weekend surely If you know that there's a sign ball on the way And you've got one over on Hugh Evans Or Jim Duffy It's 01419511025 To take part in Beat the Pundit It's coming up after this So you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one super scoreboard
1: Duke Evans and Jim Duffy are here What a weekend of football we've got And it starts tonight The final round of Championship fixtures Lots of clubs at both ends of the table With lots to play for What order will the playoffs be at the top To try and get into the Premiership And who's going to try and survive down at the bottom Lots going on over the weekend as well We kicked off the show previewing The game between Rangers and Celtic at the weekend So if you've got any thoughts on that Please do keep it coming in And uh, I'm sure many of you have heard this story today A really, really important one A really difficult one as well About the Albion Rovers forward David Cox uh, And we're going to look at that situation after this So get your calls in please
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Let's see what the final Beat the Pundit of the week Has in store I know you had a wee chuckle oh, To yourself yes. You were listening last night We had a DL Classic Didn't we mm-hmm. I mean he still won To be fair I know But Where do Napoli play Rome Rome <laughs> I mean, come on! <laughs> and what was even worse, it transpired he has been to Naples as well, so and he says he's right. got great pizza, but forgot that that's <laughs> where Napoli play. I mean, it, it, it should have great pizza, really, when you when you think about it. So, uh, I'm I'm disappointed. That was his only takeaway, but he did get the victory in the end. Let's meet tonight's contestant, who is Andy in Paisley. How's it going, Andy?
4: Not bad, Duncan. How's yourself?
1: Not bad at all. I mean, you call me Duncan if you like. I've been called worse. Uh, are you confident tonight? Uh, hopeful I'm hopeful well, That's about all you can be I think Hopeful That just about covers it Heads You'll be up against Keevans Tails It will be Duffy So let's see what we've got here With the, the magic coin oh, I've got blue tack on it That's going to get The conspiracy <laughs> no theorists Just loaded It's weighted on one side mm. Get the blue tack off Right let's see And it's heads Keevans mm. Against Andy From Paisley So I'll give you Some Clyde 2 in his ear Yep, he's given me the nod Andy, 30 seconds, you're head to head with Hugh And you can pass, that is all you need to know, you ready?
2: Got you, Right, let's ready go. To go
1: 30 seconds on the clock, your time starts now Name either side announced as the joint Challenge Cup winners today yeah, Pass Apart from Livy, what other Scottish side has Marvin Bartley played for? Herubs. Colo Touri arrived at Celtic on a free from which team? Uh, man City Who's the only man to manage Scotland for more than 70 games? Uh, Alex McLeish. Which top flight Scottish side features the word ready on the club crest? Uh, Rangers. Which side did Sam Cosgrove leave Aberdeen for earlier this season? Um, pass. Okay let's bring back Hugh Hugh okay. can you hear us? I can Same set of questions to you Some tricky ones in there by the oh way dear. You should be warned 30 seconds Go Name either side that's been announced as the joint Challenge Cup winners in Scotland uh, Inverness Cali Apart from Livingston Which other Scottish side Has Marvin Bartley played for? Hibbs Colo Turi Arrived at Celtic On a free from which team? Liverpool Who's the only man To manage Scotland For more than 70 games? Wow. Uh, Willie Ormond Which top flight Scottish side Features the word Ready On the club crest? Rangers Which side Did Sam Cosgrove Leave Aberdeen for Earlier this season? Pass Okay 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 You've heard the competition Andy are you still hopeful? <laughs> Somebody
8: was trying to phone me When you asked me the questions <laughs> And all I could hear was beeping
1: Nightmare You get that person uh, told Oh I can not believe uh, it Have they cost you the same ball? No uh, well, I had a shocker anyway ah, so, well, that's uh, right. At least you're honest that, that, That's going to be We don't usually get excuses On Beat the Pundit To be fair So that's, that's a new one It's original I like it Someone's given them a, a phone At the same time Name either side <laughs> Name either side announced <laughs> As the joint Challenge Cup winners I mean seriously Joint Challenge Cup winners we don't make things easy For ourselves here then get in your mantelpiece sometimes. For six
3: months Like when you were a wee boy and You used to get the wee what, Is it, to is it a
1: half a Turnock's Caramel Way for each Because <laughs> they're the sponsor Of course So um, yeah You had the choice of Raith or Inverness So Hugh goes 1-0 up Apart from Livy Name the other Scottish side Marvin Bartley's played for Hibbs You got that one right Andy Well done 2-1 to Hugh um, An educated guess This one Andy But wrong I'm afraid It was Liverpool Who Colo Turi came from So 3-1 to Hugh The only man To manage Scotland More than 70 times Andy Roxburgh Craig Brown, Craig Brown. It was yeah. Craig Brown So still 3-1 mm-hmm. I think to Hugh Kevens. Andy uh, I was just I had visions of you as a Rangers mm-hmm. fan Getting this one wrong And never being able to show your face At a game again But you, <laughs> you held your nerve It was Rangers who have got ready On their club crest And both of you passed Can you remember where Sam Cosgrove went I was thinking Burton, Swing, be maybe Birmingham, Birmingham In Birmingham. the end ah, So Andy I thought Birmingham. you did alright They were pretty tough And you got two But unfortunately For you He's now the doubly vaccinated one It's given yes. him extra powers mm-hmm. And he's beaten you four two <laughs>
8: <laughs> Well done you Maybe Thank in the future
1: you. Good okay, man Andy, Andy A pleasure to speak to you That was Andy In Paisley they all came, That was good Solid effort I mean could have been better But yeah. I don't mean to get greedy That was fine Okay uh, Your chance to beat the pundit will be back on Monday night So we look forward To that one
2: It's some shift we Broon Over 70 games. games yeah, yeah Amazing. incredible
3: isn't it Well he got to The, 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 the finals That's the thing they, yeah. So he managed to yeah, get A, rack few, extra up a game, couple more. few extra games In the World Cups And uh, European Championships So that helps
1: uh, Right 0141 951 1025 Change the tone a bit Because this is More important than anything We've discussed so far tonight For sure um, I'm sure lots of you Have seen this story today uh, involving Albion Rovers forward David Cox And I'm actually just going to I'm going to let him Speak for himself to kick us off
11: I'm done Hanging the boots up For the good uh, Again as I say I've just walked away there I'm off Middle of the game No doing it um, Do you
2: know what I mean? Bad enough coming for fans And the <laughs> coming games man But you need to listen to for folk on the park And players I'm not an angel I say to folk my this and my that And we smash each other in tackles But we've got going mate I can deal with that stuff um, But I would never mock somebody for Trying to kill themselves And telling them they should have done it right the first time
1: Quite powerful stuff to to hear that That's Albion Rovers forward David Cox there Alleging that he was taunted about his mental health struggles And suicide attempts by A Stenhouse Muir player Jonathan Tiffany last night Now just to to outline all the facts at the moment Tiffany strongly denies that allegation And the Scottish FA investigation will Will now need to take place But Hugh You only have to look at the Depth of coverage this has got Nationally across the UK And and probably further afield as well today To know that This has got people sitting up and taking notice
2: Yeah and it comes in tandem with uh, The social media boycott By uh, everyone involved with football And uh, ourselves included Um, We have to speak in generalities Because it is a live case If you will Um, And football will investigate what happened Uh, Again, speaking in generalities I'm glad that Albion Rovers have come out Offering David their unconditional support And uh, any help that he may require As I said at the start of the programme On a purely personal level I wish him every success in what he does now Having taken the decision he has taken And this weekend, of all weekends Everyone has to reflect on what's going on within the game Marvin Bartley has said that he fears one day a player, because of social media trolling will one day take his own life now that's a shocking statement to make uh, and should give everyone pause for reflection but in terms of David Cox tonight, whatever you're doing I hope
1: you're happy yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing, Jim. You know, before lectures get given out or, or we plead for people to be a bit nicer to each other, just listen to the way David Cox feels there mm-hmm. last night. He's walked out half time of a game. Mm-hmm. He's in the car, that's him recording himself and going on Facebook mm-hmm. with it. Think about how he must be feeling and and mm-hmm. let's start by hoping offer our sympathies and, and hope he's all right.
3: Yeah, the most important thing is the boy's health, you know. And uh that that that's that's everything. You know, you know, anything else is secondary. Um, but you know, he's been very open over the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, David, um, regarding um, he, his issues. Um, but as you said, um, at this moment in time, you know, we have to let the, the, the people investigate it properly. But it's, it's it's not something new, sadly. Um, Gordon, you know, this is, uh, I mean, at the, even at the level I've been at in the last five years, I would say I would have to have. Uh, personally dealt with more than um, double figures when it comes to players with mental health issues really yes quite comfortably always
1: chapping your door or do you need to identify it at times
3: a lot of times I've had to identify it because you know the player you know the personality of the player and you oh. know there's something uh, something wrong something amiss and you you, you approach them you don't obviously uh, you know go too deep but you ask the question and players will, will let you know if they've got a trust in you as a manager and as a person they'll let you know and as I said, I've had to deal with many, many situations over, over the last uh, f- um, few years, um, increasing numbers regarding mental health issues. Uh, and I think it's something that, uh, sadly, it doesn't get enough mm-hmm. attention. But there's enough a lot of things, as, as we know, the, 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 the racial uh, uh, situation that's going on is and that's part of the, the reason why the, uh, the boycott from social media. But there are so many other things. And Hugh mentioned there... Um, it was shocking that Marvin Bartley said that. Listen, there are many, many people who have sadly have taken their lives because of social media trolling. Whether it's in the public eye or not, mm-hmm. you don't have to be someone that's in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So listen, there's so many things. Just now, yeah, we know I understand it's a football program, and we, you know, this is this this this. But this goes deeper than football. And uh, I just want to wish um, David Col- all the very best and. He's been there, he knows the situation So I'm sure he knows how to deal with it And let's hope he he gets uh, the help he he requires
1: Yeah, it does coincide with that social media boycott this weekend We here at Clyde One Super Scoreboard are supporting that Nothing on our social media feeds from 3 o'clock today Until 11.59pm on Monday, May the 3rd So, you know, four days essentially The campaign urging social media companies to do more To tackle online discrimination and abuse Clubs players, the Scottish FA, the SPFL Scottish Women's Football, PFA Scotland Scottish Rugby and various others all supporting it Hugh will it make a difference? Who knows let's be honest but at the very least hopefully it's a step in the right direction because that whether we like it or not, social media plays a huge part in people's lives and it's going to look yeah. very different this weekend, it's, oh. go, it's going to be pretty obvious that the stand that's been taken
2: Well, you're going you, you over old ground here but I keep hearing former players and managers saying uh, until such times as people are properly registered then this will go on occurring but if you know that you're going to be caught immediately if you do have to be registered with Twitter or Facebook Mm. or whoever it it would make a difference so I'm also amazed I'm standing here listening to Jim Duffy talk about double digit cases of players who have had Mm. mental health problems football football we may not be the richest country in the world But we have a duty of care To our football players At the professional level And listen to Jim The SPFL and the SFA Should be thinking along the lines of what they can do To provide help For players in that they, position
3: they do, they do provide help, you have to say that yeah. There are um, you know, uh, professional people quite, ava- available, made, available, they? Yeah, available to To help and support Players, but because of the increasing numbers, and you know, I, literally, you know, you, you know, you, f- f- as I said, at the level I'm at, you know, you're, you're only you brushing, brushing the top of it, the surface, you over know, the, the surface of it. So the, the, I'm sure there's a lot, lot more, you know, that are there. But as I said, this is a this is a, a national, a nationwide situation, and because of the lockdown as well, I'm sure that this will increase. You know, just uh, astronomically. Mm. So we, we really need to to invest. Um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of not just financially, but time and oh, understanding, great. and be more understanding of what affects young people. Just now, footballers included in that.
1: Uh, let's bring in Brian, who's on the line, and see what he's got for us tonight. Hi, Brian.
3: Hi, Gordon. Hi, Jim. Hi,
13: Shoes. Hello, Hi, Brian. yeah. Uh, I'm sixty, and I've. Had to deal with mental health All my adult life Uh, I too Tried to commit suicide in 1995 Thankfully I failed Uh, I've got a 14 year old daughter So I wouldn't have had that If I succeeded But it still stays with me uh, Every day Every day of my life Uh, But I'm glad That I failed I would just like to send my support to David Uh, I've been lucky that I've never been trolled on social media And I've never really faced that sort of abuse And to be honest I don't know how I would Deal with it If I did These people are just ignorant of the fact that you're a human being And when I heard David's message That you played That's exactly what David was There he was being human
1: Yeah Brian first of all let me Thank you for being so brave and, and come on and tell your story And goes without saying We're glad you're here as well To pick up the phone And, and talk to us And that, that's the thing It will resonate with so many people oh. You know that This is As much as our sympathies are of course Focused on, on David Cox th- This feeds into a wider problem So how many people are going to watch that and, and feel That they know exactly what he's going through
2: When I listen to Brian And when I read what Marvin Bartley had to say And when I hear David Cox And the clip that you played I'm trying to think of How you get inside the mind Of a person who would do this Who would make light of Another human being's Mm -hmm. mental health issues Um, When Neil Lennon spoke publicly uh, About the difficulties that he'd had in life In that direction You know, people mocked him Uh, How do you address that subject? We're not qualified to address that subject Other than to hope That the campaign underway To boycott social media Bring social media To its senses And they act more responsibly And see what we can do But we are not qualified To Address The mindset of someone Who would mock Brian Or mock David Cox Or mock Neil Lennon Or others who have come forward With that particular difficulty In their life
1: this is where it And again You could do what well, We could do six hours on this But to, to be very general it, it must feed into What we're talking about Jim That this mm-hmm. boycott Of or various other issues Unfortunately There are people out there Who, who clearly the, the main The main role The thing that, 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 that Binds all this together You know Whether it's mental health mm-hmm. Or racism mm-hmm. Or sexism The thing that actually Binds it all together Is Wanting to make Someone else hurt mm-hmm. but Wanting to make Someone else I
3: think it's Verbal bullying you know, I mean, feel you know, it's,
1: it's, bad about themselves, yeah. essentially.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and it's horrific. And as I said, there's so many uh, avenues that they can use now, but it's not just social media. That listen, social media you know, the ban is it will bring you know a lot of attention to it, and has done a lot of media. Um, attention to it, but you know whether it's governments, whether it's um, governing bodies or whatever it is, you know the the punishments have to be there as well. So there is something there that um, you know is tantamount to to to, to kind of saying to these people: listen, if you if you get caught and doing this, you will be severely punished, not just banned from a social media site. You know that there has to be some some um, uh, other penalty. But, uh, it, sorry, I if I'm, it,
1: sorry if I'm being naive but, but wouldn't it be nice to be able to educate people That that's not okay And actually yes. forget about Don't worry about getting caught That's not, not the point Don't worry about the punishment Just don't, just don't do it in But the first again place.
3: Uh, Gordon I think that you, know, you go into any schools And, and a lot of uh, you know, footballers and ex-footballers Will go into schools They'll do talks They'll chat to young people Young people are acceptable of each other it's unfortunately the adults that are not, and they give them their mm. views, and unfortunately that then stays with them. Because if you, if your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles tell you something, you tend to believe them. But young parents, uh, young children themselves, and young young adults themselves are generally very acceptable of everyone.
1: Brian, it was very brave of you to tell your story. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to speaking to you uh, about. Uh, I'm on normal football. Topic soon, but thanks for picking up the phone Brian Let's speak to Andy and see what he makes of it all Hi Andy Hi you doing panel Good thank you How are you?
9: I'm okay yeah uh, It's just to highlight what your previous caller was saying Now if I can just tell you that I suffer from depression I've suffered from depression for a number of years I tried to take more life a number of years ago I'm still on antidepressants uh, As we see, I'll be on them for the rest of my life I think what's happened in Scottish football, and especially with a young boy last night, being, how can I put this, um, ridiculed uh, about his mental health. You know, it's something that has got to be addressed. Now, obviously, you know, Andy's not the real name. I've not told the producer what club that I support. But I think it's absolutely scandalous, the amount of social media... Uh, videos, I don't do social media, I'm showing it in a totally male environment workplace Mm -hmm. Uh, and they understand exactly what I go through, they know exactly when they can talk to me, what sort of mood I'm in, Uh, but I think it's absolutely scandalous in today's day and age that all these people uh, are ridiculed just because they've
1: got an illness. Would it put you off social media, Andy, is that... Is that a world you feel like That you don't want to dip your toe in Because of what you've been through previously
9: No, no Listen, I don't do do social media at all I don't Mm -hmm. do Facebook I don't do Twitter I don't do anything like that Mm -hmm. Because there's too many people In this world that want to give you heart Yeah There really really is Want to give you heart Now uh, As I mentioned earlier uh, I've not told you what team I support Mm -hmm. But The abuse that Everybody that I've seen on social media, not through my own uh, phone, but in mm-hmm. work colleagues' phones, is nothing short but shocking. How's how, I mean,
1: Hugh? Sorry to interrupt, Andy, there because he's knows much more about this than, than me. We could go on all night. We are a little bit pressed for time, but oh. how, how sad is that, right? Because again, we are focused on social media companies, and we're trying to you know, make a difference. Are they going to step up and take notice? Should you need to verify? Andy's saying that You won't do social media Because there are too many people Out there that want to hurt you How on earth do you change that, that is, That's so sad
2: Well If this weekend Is about anything It's about shaming people uh, It's about shaming people Into If you are those Who have responsibility for Social media sites It's about shaming them Into doing something Which severely reduces The danger uh, Of Players being trolled Racial abuse Religious abuse uh, any form of discriminatory behaviour uh, It's about trying to shame Those who would indulge in the lowest form of human behaviour uh, Against their fellow man or woman uh, So you you have to try That's the, the only step that we can take Is to shame And hope that we can move on And do something tangible to stop it
3: Shame in name
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. Andy that was very brave of you I really do appreciate you taking the time And please do look after yourself That was Andy on the line And just to reiterate We here will be supporting that boycott of social media this weekend So nothing at all on our feeds um, Which will very much change the the, the nature of the show I'm sure over the weekend But some things are far more important than us So that will be right through till Monday night Let's take a breather and we'll speak to you next
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are in the building. They want to speak to you, though, so pick up that phone and let the guys know what is on their mind See, I, I go, there are certain parts of the show where I go a little bit autopilot, and I was about to say you can get in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB, but you no, can't. No, but I mean, well, you can, but we, we won't read it. We're part of that Clyde One Super Scoreboard um, well, a gorgeous supporting in the. Atmosphere. the The boycott of social media I mean it'll still be there And and people can Mm. check it If they so wish But that's not something That'll be forming a part of Of the show this weekend But if you want to go back And and just talk football And games this weekend And all the rest of it You can feel free To do That one as well Now Who's playing?
3: uh, Jack Simpson
1: (laughs) Various teams Various teams I do have a A teaser for you Oh Um, Very small Amount of answers For you tonight Good now there's been a lot of focus Because What's at stake this weekend Hugh Keevans It's the chance for Rangers to inflict A, a winless a, 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 a winless season For Celtic in the fixture For the first time yeah. since 1999 2000 season yeah. I think it was So now in the last game Of that season When the sides met Rangers won by four Goals to nil And I just want <laughs> you to name Rangers goal scorers that day
3: Kenny Miller Uh
1: No Boyd. Let me get the answers up first Because I've somehow Forgotten them From my sheet of paper but you sh- Just you think amongst yourselves uh, For a For a moment
2: Rangers won 4 now. You went
1: the, the goal, goal scorers serve. For Rangers that day That sealed the The winless Running the fixture Were we in 99 Or were, had we gone Millennium yeah, I think we'd gone Just into 2000 Let me double check that for you But anyway If you want to submit Your full time teasers full time at Clyde1.com uh, We've got huge games Down the Bottom of the league tomorrow Take your pick Hugh Kevins This is where the split comes into its own Doesn't it? Motherwell Mm. against Kilmarnock St Mirren against Hamilton Dundee United, Ross County So what's interesting about This one is it's the three Teams who are in the You know what Uh versus the three teams Who've actually not got much To to play for or are safe How does that change, impact things Does it? I think if
2: you're Mickey Malin. You're demanding of Dundee United That they play as well against Ross County As they did against Aberdeen In the Cup at Pataudry last weekend Because you have to build up towards uh, A Cup semi-final You don't want people That's true. losing their momentum So I-, I would not want to be Ross County Playing Dundee United Hamilton ackies I'm very very sorry But I-, I just get the feeling This is the season when they don't make it um, Brian Rice will now have to sit out two games so I'm fearful for uh, the Ackies. Uh Therefore, a long-winded way of saying, I think that Hamilton Ackies in Ross County will
1: be Team Twelve and Team Eleven by five o'clock tomorrow night. Um, that is the type of the, the time of the season, Jim. And you could, I'm sure, you managers would would say this at any time. But in particular, this is the time when you need things to to go your way. You, you need you need a wee break here or there. Maybe you need refereeing mm-hmm. decisions. You need. Injury cr- Things to, to clear up And speaking mm. of that Tommy Wright's confirmed He is going to be Without Kyle Lafferty Again this mm. weekend Now A couple of weeks ago People are saying He is the man That will mm. keep Comar on the cup yeah. And now they're without him um, Nicky Cabamba Will also miss the game mm. He's been ruled out For the rest of the season They play Motherwell tomorrow But Tommy Wright's Trying to focus on the positives
14: Kyle has been You could say Kyle has been that um, Final piece in the Jigsaw for us In terms of the team But, um, you know, the rest of the pieces have stepped up to the mark and um, not only provided the chances for Kyle and played well, they've also taken um, chances well and scored goals with other people chipping in with goals uh, on a regular basis now. George Oakley was excellent the other night, really good. Unfortunate with two two chances, one he hits a side net and... Uh, one just goes over the bar and maybe the goalkeeper got a touch. So, linked the play up well, done well, worked hard, um, set up a goal. Um, so, uh, he's done well. Uh, Danny Whitehold's um, chomped at the bit. Um, but I think the good news this week, you know, is that Kyle obviously will be fit for the last two. Definitely for the last two.
1: They did alright without him the other night I mean I know St Mirren won on penalties in the end But he's, scrolls, right. Scrolls, yeah. he's right about yeah. George Oakley mm-hmm. um, And it, it seems to be only tomorrow mm-hmm. How damaging or otherwise is it?
3: No, still a hugely damaging There's no doubt about it I mean he's been exceptional since he's been there He's been the difference You know, There's absolutely no doubt about it I think he also gives that confidence of belief to his own team That they're going to score goals That they're going to win games uh, and also the opposition as well. They know that uh, you know he's he's absolutely you know playing with real freedom and confidence. And he's he's he, listen, everyone knows about Kyle. Uh, you know he's, he's a kind of maverick player. He has the, those little purple patches here and there. Whether it's international level, whether it's domestic level, he, he maybe just the, the inconsistencies blighted him at times. But um, nevertheless, I, I think I'm missing is is, a, is a, a huge boost for the other clubs, Hamilton and Ross County. Um, but um, as as uh, Tommy said there. You know, they Mm. did create a lot of chances and did manage to score three against um, uh, someone. But unlike them, (laughs) they lost three goals.
1: What do you make of that dynamic then? Like I said, Dundee United against Ross County. United are safe, Mm. but they do have the cup to focus on. Motherwell are safe, don't have the cup to focus on. They play Mm. Killy. St Mirren, safe, do have... The Cup to focus
3: on I'm slightly different For Hugh I think it's a difficult one I've been there Many years ago With teams in they play playing the Cup And as much as You know You want your performance Levels to be there You still I think Mickey Mellon Probably know 10 of his players Already playing the Cup Final Regardless of how they play Between now and then So I, I think he might Change two or three And he's, he's going to have to keep Some real key players fit When he gets to that se- sorry, the Semi-final When he gets to that Semi-final He wants to have All his players Available, uh, his top players available, so I think he will make some changes, and and, and I think that will give uh, Ross County mm. encouragement.
1: Let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan, on the line. What's on your mind tonight, John?
15: Uh, it's
0: about
15: uh, the people that they got the contracts at Parkhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time last year, Edward was quoted forty million, and now they're quoting ten million. They're not going to make any money off of it. The time that if they only get ten million, he's right off a boil. Yeah, uh, that's the first one. Christie's the second one. Because he's going to be allowed to maybe run down his contract He was cool with about 10 million million pound A year ago And the one I seen the day was higher He may be to talk about about 4.5 million now. Now, They shouldn't be letting these guys run their contracts down The new manager is going to need as much, much millions as they can get To get his back on to a Wednesday again As I say, that's my point in any way
1: How do you stop a player running his contract down If he doesn't want to sign a new one?
15: Uh, I would just keep him I would, I would just Nobody's ever kept a player They just keep pushing him out the door I would just go "Ah, You'll never There's a season You'll never About three months ago eh, The four or five guys You'll never take a ball for sale Let's do that against fair and bad shit I'm going to play them again I'm not to play them again I'd have been I'd have been up in the reserves When i have been i have been in that I mean it's the right
1: But then you don't make any money off them You know because you've said and There's a few figures Getting thrown around It's very difficult But I did notice in the mail uh, Newcastle talking about £8 million For Christopher Eyre Because he's entering The final year of his contract um, But I mean surely the, Whilst not ideal I do accept that John That would then be better than nothing
15: The player always, the player always Seems to a out uh, The roses With his contracts His team had changed The team that changed it should, the, the team It, it looks strong. Should be starting to get A wee bit Payback pay back off these guys
2: uh, Players get the whip hand A long long time ago And players will retain The whip hand and that they're representatives um, The Covid pandemic I think will impact on the transfer market as well uh, You look at the the kind of figures that are building up in England now in terms of debt uh, They're not going to throw as much money at players like Odson, Edward or Christopher Ayer As Celtic would once have hoped I don't think that Edward will fetch the kind of money that Celtic were hoping to get mm. for him now and they also have to pay a third whatever they get to Paris Saint Germain. Um, difficult one for Celtic, but uh, I do agree with John um, in one regard that all of this is coming At once. to a head. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, Jim, John, John, if there's a general point rather than some of those individual examples, mm-hmm. ideally, you want to se- if you're going to sell a player, you want it to be when they've got a couple of years left and you make a lot of money from yeah. them. That that's how. You- the only point i was trying to make is you can't always do it
3: no but if you if you think you've got an asset then you've got to make Cash sure you always right yeah keep a couple of years in the contract and and that, that obviously helps the value and it's, and certainly i've done that in the past with with um, you know um, with players have that, that signed a new contract and then maybe a year or so later they've moved on but uh, you know it's, it's a difficult balancing act the, the only thing i would say is i think it tells you from the club's point of view how difficult it is Because when If Celtic would have said Oh we'll sell You know Edward last year The fans would have been up in arms Even if they'd have got 30 odd million for him And if Reigns were so sold Morelis, the fans would have been up in arms But now their values are pretty much half Probably for both of those players So It's about timing It's a bit like Kevin Nisbet Even at Tibbs uh, it's just now I think they turned down a million and a half You know now, you know, It's a huge risk for, for for Scottish clubs To turn down significant sums of money So um, yeah, I, I think John's got a point That you, you don't allow them to, to, to run their contracts down But listen, agents are hugely influential Players themselves are influential And it doesn't always work Listen, you give a guy Three, four year contract I think When you look at Arsenal They were talking about Meds Ozil And all these kind of things Gave him huge contracts And then You know Obama Yang just recently Now they're all saying Oh, we should have gave him A three or four year contract With the money Because You know, they put the tools away Now, I don't think that is the case But that's what the fans are saying
1: John, before we even get to any of that There will be a game this weekend And uh, it's been the classic build-up here On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard We've had a Rangers fan on Who says it's going to be an annihilation They're going to batter Celtic We've had a Celtic fan on Who kind of agrees And says that they can't win the game Other Celtic fans say No, we can do it Because we've been pretty good against Rangers We just need to take our chances How do you feel about it? Well,
15: you can't kind of keep playing your are the rivals And i always get this Say they're going to be done three seasons over our, our was They've come on about, but One We have beat the last game. we, have beat, we have won five If the big man score the and the and the big Mac, 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 Alan get a match, we we green ankle this Sunday.
1: You're on the subject on your teaser tonight, Hugh. Is, what does the symbolism of that mean, right? Because we, we discussed it earlier in the week as well. Will it really have an impact On next season I think it was Stephen McGowan Who on Wednesday night said Well no Because the Celtic team Is going to be Completely different But You know It's been a long time As we mentioned on Uh the question The 99-2000 season Was the last time That Celtic You know Played a full full card Against Rangers And and didn't get a victory Across the season How important is it To end that
2: Yeah It's important uh, But it doesn't signify anything Other than You get the bragging rights For that night mm. And the fireworks Will be let off in your garden And not the next door Neighbours garden Even at that
1: They won't know will they Because of well, At the end of this season you know The way it's been It would well, be A mere there, there, consolation Would it not
2: uh, In our world Of bragging rights The Celtic fans If Celtic win Will say There you are You didn't get An invincible season uh, And it However petty And trivial it may sound That will be Uh, A reward for the Celtic fans Um, For the Rangers fans They want to rub Celtic's noses in it They may have gone out of the cup to St Johnston However If they go through the season Not having lost to Celtic And go through the season without having lost a league game They'll thrust it back into Celtic fans' faces it's a simple, uncomplicated wee world here. I, I, I
1: go back to the, the the very early call Colin, you know, who was yes. saying oh, It was all about winning the league mm-hmm. I wonder if in a strange way, right A strange mm-hmm. way, as Hugh says We're a weird wee part mm-hmm. of the world Rangers are, are, are victims of how well they did And they wrapped mm-hmm. it up so early Because, fa- let's rewind to, to August If you had offered the Rangers fans like, You're going to have to nick it With an own mm-hmm. goal on the last day of the season They would have absolutely taken your hand mm-hmm. off for it But once you wrap it up Mm -hmm. and once you get to within two games of an unbeaten season and once you get to within touching distance of the Scottish Cup and Celtic Mm -hmm. aren't in it, you can forgive people for shifting their expectations a little bit. That's what we're trying to yeah. ask Colin about earlier.
3: Yeah, because as you say, the the, the job was done way in advance. I mean, you, you know, you literally had you know almost half a season to go, and Rangers had more or less wrapped up a title, and and even officially still wrapped it up with, with a good bit to go. So, you know, I think when you get to that stage, the expectation levels will then rise. That's just that's just human nature because you've you've done the business. You, you've the most important trophy uh, you've managed to managed to win that. Um, now it's about The next part Which is Can you um, You know Go through this season uh, with, with five games Obviously because of The, the cup, cup tie yeah. as well um, You know Making sure you have Those those, those victories Over your, your Greatest rival So Listen there, I think it's added A little bit to this week's match Because I think, I think If you didn't have that oh. it, it would be not, not that you can ever Get mm-hmm. a flat for a match But it's something. just added a yeah. wee edge to it for this weekend
1: Right, speaking of which then Your teaser tonight And thank you to Jamie and Clyde Bank For sending in Jamie wants to know Can you name the scorers The last time that this happened Or we had this this outcome So Rangers went through an, an unbeaten season Against Celtic uh-huh. in ninety nine 2000 And it culminated in a 4-0 win At Ibrox on the 26th of March 2000 Rangers won four goals to nil Can you name the scorers? George Albert's he got two So you're yeah. only actually looking For another yeah. two people You want to end No he scored in One of the derbies Earlier that season um, Peter Loverkrad No Oh you're,
3: you're You're getting
1: colder Barry Ferguson No nope. He at least played
3: I, I I know one player That played in that time I don't know if he scored A goal Stephen Gishart, Gishart? Givars no, no No
1: no 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 One more guess Um, Gabby Amato no again scored that season But not in this fixture So Albert's got two I'm looking for two more names And we'll get them next
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: We're on the home straight tonight Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans are here There's still probably time to squeeze a call in If you fancy it So pick up the phone 0141 951 1025 Thank you again to Jamie and Clyde Bank for sending in tonight's full-time teaser And if you want to hear your questions used on the show If you think you've got a good idea And you think you can catch the pundits out Then the address you need to use is full-time at Clyde1.com So tonight we're looking for 99-2000 It was the last time that Celtic didn't manage to beat Rangers across a season When the sides were, were meeting regularly And it culminated in a 4-0 win for Rangers at Ibrox March two thousand. Rangers won 4-0 Can you name the scorers Now you got Alberts And there was a sneaky Aspect to this one Because he got two Uh So you're only actually Looking for two more names Well
3: I've got a couple here Uh, One is uh, Gianni Van Broekhurst Yes Well done
1: The other one was Andrew Concheltes Oh my goodness You've it's done, done it You've done oh. it With 10 minutes to go The whole point of the teaser Is to build up some tension Between well, now and the end Of the show And it's done no, I'm fine I'm happy with it You can You have the bragging rights This weekend That is the earliest A teaser has ever been wrapped up It just means I need to think Of something else to fill For the last two minutes Of the show Wait, all right, That's then. what I'm here all right, for Alright then Duffy Where did Napoli play? <laughs> yeah. Paris Good pizzas <laughs> Very very good pizzas uh, Let's bring in Stuart In Cambus Lang And see what he's got Hi Stuart Hi I
11: uh, evening Nice. No, Did you, you see what the panel think about Austin Edward and Sunday whether John will start them up front?
1: I, I'm guessing you don't think he should.
11: I really don't. No, I don't. I um, I would rather play a Yeti or an <laughs> even an eighty percent fit Griffiths, you
1: know. Now, this um, is this has been really fascinating, this one tonight, Stuart, because a couple of callers agreed with you, actually. Then Frank, the Celtic fan, came on and said That that is ludicrous, he's still by a mile, Celtic's best striker. And now you want to play Albion Ayeti instead Of, of Odson Edward How does this Happen to a guy That's got more than 20 goals For Celtic this season
11: Well he's not been doing it In the last few games A couple of weeks ago We played Rangers in the Cup And uh, I know, I know but when
1: When was the last time Yeti or Griffith did it
11: I don't think had a chance To be perfectly honest with you I think he Would be a really good speaker You've got to give a guy Time to settle in He's come to Scottish football um, And it takes time to settle You look at Mark Heardley with Rangers The first season He was a nightmare you know, and I just think the guy's got to get a chance. I just don't think I don't think Edward looks interested, honestly. I think he's wanting his ticket to go to there. You know,
2: I'm so not saying I'm not saying he's working his ticket, but he looks as if his head's in a different country. Um, I do believe John Candy will start with Odson Edward in the hope that he can rekindle the old Odson Edward. Um, I think I would get a game before a Yeti. Uh, and
3: that's a statement. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I just don't think he would have anything to offer from the start in this particular game on Sunday. I think John will go with Odson Edward, and as Jim said earlier on, try to get the point hmm. across to him that this is really important. The, hmm. the season may have nothing left to offer Celtic, other than pride—the pride of getting one victory against Rangers.
1: I don't think even Odson Edwards' biggest fans, Jim, would mm-hmm. pretend that he's not been underwhelming recently. Mm-hmm. He has gone five games without a goal. He obviously missed those chances against Rangers. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you go from now? He's, he's still better than a goal every two games. He's twenty-one mm-hmm. goals in, in thirty-nine appearances yeah, this season. I think season. He
3: has sixteen league goals.
1: How how do you go from that mm-hmm. to, to be has he? Performances in the last five Have been so bad That you are behind a Ayeti and Lee Griffiths In the pecking order no,
3: Stuart, Stuart's obviously looking At the next option And obviously if, if it's not going to be Lee Griffiths He's looking at the squad Obviously Kamala's away So a Yeti's the next one But you know If you've not had any Real game time Do you throw him in Is it unfair on a Yeti? Do you throw the responsibility On him And if it doesn't work out He gets more criticism Because he's had plenty Let's be honest Since oh. he's been there So I think it's maybe A wee bit unfair If you're going to Pitch him in. You pitch him in the last twenty minutes. Then, then he one he wouldn't be blamed, and two he could end up a hero. But for me, Ed, Edward's got to play because he's the best striker Celtic have. I, I just said earlier on that I would like to see him playing alongside mm-hmm. Griffiths because I think Edward is better. Some strikers are better on their own. I think Edward is better with a partner.
1: You the, the, Stuart's question as well was you know will John Kennedy pick him and he will won't he?
3: I think so I mean obviously <laughs> We'll find it in a couple of days you would be surprised I, if he doesn't I'd be amazed if he if he didn't Because I think in You know In the in the couple of performances That Celtic had They actually played Pretty well And created a good number of chances If they do the same again But Edward is more clinical This time round And does have his shooting boots on Then it could be a different scoreline Happy
1: to see James Forrest Back in contention sure. No No I'm not
11: To be honest No no no, no. I, 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 I criticize Forrest quite a lot Which maybe I shouldn't what, what I mean by He's not a big game player I don't think the game suits him I think he can be intimidated Very easily I think I A I, pullback I, I can intimidate him And he goes hiding out the road That's my opinion oh, I, in the big game.
2: if you look back over James Forrest In big games You'd be astonished At how many big goals He has scored I've heard In big that, games I've heard that
1: I think he's got Is it one I remember one semi recently Last couple of seasons Against Rangers It's something that always comes up That he doesn't play Particularly well in those fixtures But again if are Celtic good enough To be leaving out James Forrest and Odson Edward That that would be The, the obvious question then uh, the, the, And the obvious answer Is no No they're not um, So Both will start
2: uh, Odson Edward In his time at Celtic Has had some Magnificent games Against Rangers uh, But now In his own head He knows That he won't be there Next season And You know You're trying to get across To someone Who is uh, Parisian that this is really important to Partick and to Paul Madi, not Paris. Does he? Does he care?
1: <laughs> I always wonder, though, Jim. Right? If he is clearly, he's a laid-back footballer, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when that comes off, it's lauded. Oh, look at his composure. Yeah. Look yes. how calm he is. Mm-hmm. He's dinking penalties in the Scottish Cup mm-hmm. final. All it takes, and I said it earlier, is those fine margins mm-hmm. to, to just flip, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the keeper saves your shot. And the keeper saves your penalty And Oh it's look at him He's a disgrace He doesn't try I wonder if Because of his style If he's unfairly labelled At times
3: Absolutely I think Because He is a laid back guy But it's his personality But his personality Is part of his quality Because he is calm In the the, the most important Moments of the game Yeah sometimes doesn't come off But he, you never see him Lashing the ball in Or you know Looking erratic you know, and sometimes that does give that impression that he's maybe not, you know, firing on all cylinders. He's not giving even I, I don't, I don't believe it. I think he is. I think he, like any player, he can have a dip in form. And I think you find that with several players, you know, from different places. That you know, we look at players differently. But, but Lee Griffiths doesn't run about like a headless chicken and chase Evan And some of the. The, the criticism with him is Oh he's not fit enough to do Or he doesn't put defenders under pressure he doesn't, he doesn't press the defenders But he's put the ball in the back of the net Unbelievable And edward for me Is an all round player A top player I think if he does go to the right club In the summer I think he could be a bargain I really do Because You get inside that boy's head You get the right balance around about him He's, he's terrific Two feet Balanced strong Can score goals I think he's the potential To be a really top player
1: I'd love to know though Because and ultimately, ultimately like 22, 23, we, we, don't, we don't get all the information And Stuart will speak On behalf of loads of Celtic fans There mm. is a perception there That he's not trying And perceptions can be mm. important But someone at Lennox Town Will know What distance does Odson Edward cover in a game? How many high intensity runs does he do during a game? When when did he ever do that? How does that (laughs) compare to exactly previously and how does it compare to his teammates? So There will be a bit of this that is measurable not all of it and we just don't know the answer. It's
2: also the case with players though that when they know they have run their course at a particular club it tapers off and he has tapered off Mm. but if somebody whether it's John Kennedy or teammates or whoever Can say look Scott Brown's last game Scott Brown's going to be Giving it all His last old firm match Uh, It'll be yours as well Why why don't
1: you go out With the winning goal Uh, We'll speak to you Over the weekend Hugh, Jim I'll just throw a couple Of random thoughts at you For your predictions Almost in a word Will Odds and Edwards Start for Celtic? Yes Will Lee Griffith Start for Celtic? No Will James Forrest? Yes Okay Will Scott Wright Start for Rangers? Yes He will? Yes so well, who does that leave out? Oh, Yannis Hadji. I, had I think he'll start. be Hadji.
3: Leave out. I think he'll leave so Hadji. So be a front
1: three out. of Morelos, Kent, and Wright yes. for
3: you. I think we'll pop, even Morelos, I think, might be roof.
1: Can really? Be roof?
3: Yeah, possibly. Oh. I think he might okay. start with roof. I, I don't think Morelos has looked anywhere near you know um, the levels he can play at. Although against Celtic, invariably starts, but that's the one I would have a little bit of a doubt of.
1: I won't ask you to predict if Jack Simpson will start because Stephen Gerrard told us <laughs> that he will, so uh, that's an easy one. And
2: I, I've never been this deep into the programme, having known the answers to the teaser. It's a very unusual <laughs> it's, it's, situation. It's novelty,
1: I like it. <laughs> um, don't forget, it's the final night of the Championship playoff spots at top and bottom still to be settled. So we'll keep you up to speed on everything that happens there on tomorrow's show. We are here from two o'clock. And a tense times down League 1 and League 2 Not, you wouldn't know it by looking at Jim Duffy Are you embracing <laughs> the challenge you play Clyde tomorrow after yeah, their i listen,
3: it's, I mean, for, obviously it, from a manager's point of view There's not a lot we can do It's up to the players And listen, when you get to this stage of the season There are very, very important games And this is going to be one of them And at our level, you know You you, you want important games You want games that matter and are meaningful And um, certainly this is the case So I'm sure both uh, Dumbarton yeah. and Clyde Will be giving everything they've
1: got Oh, you've got to watch them all, honestly I mean, the The title race at the top of League One was Mm. brilliant. Partick Thistle Mm. have got over the line. It's tense, as Jim knows, down the bottom. Even League Two, I know Queen's Park had wrapped it up, Mm. but the the, the playoffs as well, it really is. It's it's going to be a great end to the season. So make sure you join us at two o'clock tomorrow. And it's been quite a good week hasn't it Let's be honest We're all feeling like we're slowly but surely Getting back to normal You can do things this week That you haven't been able to do And what a way to round it off With Mr George Bowie up next He's poised and ready At the window He's here for your Friday night And we'll see you at 2 o'clock tomorrow